Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. And now, one of those great moments in the economy where you go, what the heck is happening? What the heck is happening? Brought to you by Tony Katz today. Uh, seriously, I'm going to need a sponsor for this kind of thing. Tony Katz, that's me. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669 is the number. All right, this, this is the one that makes you go, all right, someone take a breath, take a step back. Can we go through this? Job openings down to 8.7 million in October, which was below the estimate. It's the lowest level since March of 2021. And you're like, oh, so if we're trying to cool the economy, this is, this is good. Except the markets didn't react in a positive sense. They kind of went the other way. Now, who knows where they'll end up? But we should be asking ourselves, what does this mean? Does this prove a, a, a level of trend? Does this prove that the increase in interest rates is finally having the effect? We're going to get out of this inflation soon? Or does it go the other way? And that people aren't hiring because there's nothing to hire for because nobody's buying. You see, you see the problem there? Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis. And doctor, don't let my cold uh, stop anything. My voice will crack. The whole thing is, is, is a mess. But I, I texted you, job openings at 8.7 million, good question mark. And you wrote back, this is now a trend to which I responded, in which direction? So talk to me. <laughs> what does this number mean to you? Well, you know, you and I have been talking about this for a number of months now, um, that the trend we were, you know, we see data. It's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. It's very confusing. But what we see right now is we see a trend. This is a trend in the wrong direction. The job openings have been declining from a peak of 12 million down to now 8.7 million. This is a trend in the wrong direction. We keep seeing it changing. It was supposed to be 9.4. So this was a huge miss from what expectations were, and it's now a trend. So we're going to say, what does this mean? This means potentially not a soft landing. So, you know, we t- we've been talking about this before. There was that, remember last week, it was 52% of the market thinks that probably things are going to be better. I bet you right now that's now 52% think things are going to be worse. So let's take a step back. How does having more job openings or less job openings than was anticipated prove uh, that things are getting worse because as i as i stated and i don't mean to answer my own question here we have discussed the idea that slowing down the economy is part of what the fed wants to do and one would think less jobs means a slower economy to bring down the inflation and then allow interest rates to come down after that you're saying now, that's see, not I, the case i've never i've never said that slowing the economy is good or that the Fed wants to. That's a popular statement that people make, but I don't say that. The Fed actually would like the economy to grow. They don't want it to shrink. What they want is more stuff, but they control only the cash. So they would like more stuff. That's not what's happening here. What's happening is a potential recession direction. That's all I'm saying. In the direction of a potential recession because companies are hiring, there's less openings and the hirings are down and the quits, the quits have been consistently down. We now have a trend. 
The quits have been consistently down now for the last few reports, which means fewer people are quitting their jobs, means there are more op- or fewer openings, and that's not a thing in the good direction, except remember that wild card. We keep talking about the labor shortage. We're still in that labor shortage post-pandemic. So it's this, again, kind of convoluted picture at the moment. So the job openings down refers to the fact that the great resignation is now over. People are sticking with the job that they have, even if they don't like the job. They can't hop to the next gig. There are employers who would still like to hire, but those potential employees aren't out there. And for other employers, they've decided not to hire at all because they don't have as of yet enough sales because of what inflation has done and where this economy is. That's what you're telling me? Um, I think that's part of it. There's also the skills mismatch because we still have a, a, a disconnect between what employers need and what employees are willing to offer, especially in technical fields like engineering and electricians and plumbers and so forth. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, and we could talk for forever on the need for uh, pushing trade schools and moving people in in that direction. But let's make sure we understand what this means for the economy. This doesn't mean the job openings going down, that the uh, that the economy is cooling. Rather, it shows an issue that there is no ability for that that we're we're losing the ability for growth. Am I hearing it right? Yes, you summarized it well now, and you did when your introduction. I think you 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 are getting this very well. I wonder if the listeners are because it's it's not a it's not a simple picture. There is a lot of complications in this, and that's and that's why we go over it. So let's make sure uh, that that we do in in a series of of things uh, that you sent to me and texted me before we started. Does this slide to eight point seven million job openings? This signals to you as an economist or you as a layman as a labor shortage, correct? It's, well, yes, but that's not what the 8.7 tells me. That doesn't tell me there's a labor shortage. What tells me a labor shortage is we are still 4 million jobs shy of where we should be based on pre-pandemic trajectory. We're still not where we need. We still have a lot of openings. We still don't have enough people to fill them. There's still the labor shortage, which is that great resignation. It hasn't been, it may, the bleeding may have stopped. So what you said a while ago, is it over? I think that the bleeding has stopped, but we still haven't recovered our health. We're still not healthy. We still have to be in the intensive care unit. And uh, I think the president is doing nothing to get us out of it. This is where it gets uh, confusing because uh, it, 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 it would seem to me that a business that isn't selling would make it would make sense that they would not do the hiring, whether it's to produce the widget or to, or to sell the widget, because there aren't as, as many buyers out there. It would seem like smart business practice. And certainly we've seen even in bad markets that people are able to survive and thrive through that level of, of, of adapting. Why isn't this something to say, well, this is just normal and then these companies will be leaner and they'll be able to to function better and then they'll have better growth and that will actually be helpful uh in the long run oh there's a lot to what you just said um companies and i don't know if this is the answer and if it's not you 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 tell me but companies because of the fear of of potential recession 
do not want to hire people. They would rather have variable costs. They'd rather outsource their costs. They'd rather, instead of building and owning a house, they'd rather rent the house in case something bad happens. And so part of the dynamic you're seeing here is companies, they need skilled labor. The skilled labor isn't there, but they also would let rather someone else hire the labor rather than them hiring themselves as a full-time employee. Yes, but now you're bringing up a, a, a different concept. Before, I was discussing the idea of people not hiring because there aren't as many sales to make and they're adapting to this, this new economic environment, and that would make sense to me. You're saying that they're not hiring out of fear. Why do you say that? No, no, it, it's both. No, you are correct, Tony. You are correct in saying they don't see future sales, and so therefore their, the number of openings has dropped. Yes, that, that is a correct statement that you made. But it's also true, this is why I said it's complicated, it's also true that to manage the future risk of a recession, when they hire, they would prefer to outsource it or hire a variable cost rather than a fixed cost. A fixed cost is harder to get rid of. It's easy for a company to lay off an, a contractor or simply tell the contractor, we don't need your services next month. It's more, it's, it's easier to do that than it is to say to a full-time employee who you had for 20 years, we don't need you. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I'm looking at sectors where the decline was in job openings. Retail declined by 102,000. Leisure and hospitality by 136,000. I find that interesting as you're starting to head into holiday season. Remember, this was from October, but heading into holiday season that you'd have less of those things. We're seeing more people fly. We saw more people flying uh, regarding Thanksgiving uh, than ever. They screened millions and millions and millions of people did, did TSA, but we see a decline in leisure and hospitality. 217,000 down in financial activities. 238,000 down in education and health services. Did the job opening declines, these sector declines, did any of them stand out for you? Um, no, none of them stood out to me because you just mentioned a whole bunch of declines. This is the byproduct of what we have been talking about. The people have been spending their savings. Their savings have declined. Their savings rate is down. They're putting more money in their credit card. We said, you and I, this can't continue. At some point, you're not going to have any savings left. At some point, your credit card will max out. That's what I think you're seeing here. It's simply that that spending binge is now beginning to slow. So we move over to the spending idea, and there was a story about the idea of doomsday spending. I thought it was fascinating because it's really about psychology. People know the economy is bad. They don't feel safe. They don't feel secure. And so they, two things happen. People say, well, it's all going to collapse anyway. Uh, I, don't, I don't care if, if I go bust. I don't care if I pay back my credit card. I might as well get that new TV. I might as well get that new pair of shoes. I might as well get this new this. And you see credit card debt last quarter at $1.08 trillion. And the other side of it is everything's bad. I'm concerned. I'll make myself feel better with the spending and now the spending is not based on affordability but it's rather based on other psychological factors including a kind of like a screw it factor and that means bad news uh for for the future you agree with this assessment about doomsday spending i i will confess that i had not thought of that until you just now brought it up 
but I, in my own experience, have anecdotal evidence of people that are doing that. It makes complete sense. I'd have, I'm going to have to sleep on it, but my initial reaction is that makes complete sense, and I have seen it myself. Wow. That's not frightening as hell. I mean, it's, it's every, every single time we talk, it's, it's like it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Even when we see better trend numbers like we've seen in terms of in inflation numbers, these other numbers come up, and, it, and you seem to be uh, saying to us, none of this signals strength going forward. That's your, your overall. None of this signals strength going forward. No, you know, that's not what I say. I always say it's confusing. There's contradictory information. Some says good, some says bad. And even in this interview, I've said that the percentage probability of a bad outcome of a recession just flipped from prob- most likely not to most likely yes. That, that's, that's still on the bubble. I'm, 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 you know, I'll defend myself and say I'm not just a doomsdayer here. I think it's just more likely at this point of a recession than unlikely. And you, you also uh, stated that the idea of a soft landing might very well be off the table, just as a matter of description. What do they mean when they discuss uh, soft landing, and what would a not soft landing look like? Well, a, a soft landing would, would be the economy slows. Maybe we have a little negative GDP for one quarter, and then we go on a positive growth trajectory again. A hard landing would be we have uh, – layoffs, we have business closures, we have an actual recession, you know, that nobody can deny like they denied last year's recession. That would be a hard landing. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Uh, we'll keep watching and we will keep drinking bourbon because I think that's the only thing we can, we can agree on. I think it's the only thing we can all agree on. The bourbon is very necessary to, to wash all of this down with. Dr. Matt Will, always a pleasure. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.